0: Srimad Bhagavad Gita ki jai, right. Sri Krishna Arjun ki jai. Right. So we continue our Mustami discussions and we've been discussing this week from the fourth chapter of the Bhagavad Gita, first 11 or 12, 14 verses. Our segue, as we know now, into Avtar Tatva. So, a little bit, uh, break from the um, Atma Gyan, knowledge of the self, hmm. and uh, different approaches to yoga. A little break from that into the theology of the Gita and into the object of love for Bhakti, Bhagavan Shri Krishna, Gijai, hmm. Arjun's object of love and fraternal love, as we hear from this section also. So, a very nice section, and relevant to our discussion, which is um, surrounding the Janmasdami, which is, of course, the appearance of Krishna in the world. Although he is avatari, he avataras. Hmm? He the source of all of those who cross down, from up to down, from the paravyom to this world, of which there are many types. If you study Gaudiya Vaishnavism, and that is a very fine point. You may be troubled by trying to remember the Vanvantar, it was the avatar and the Shaktivation, different types of Shaktivation, the Yuga avatars and the Leela avatars and the Guna avatars. Suffice to say that we're very happy to know and be under the shelter of our Goswamis who had such a keen insight into the nature of Bhagawan and his various appearances and and uh in the context of saying as they do Christians to Bhagavan Swayam, they explain who everybody else is in terms of part of him, part of a part of him, an empowered part of him, a part of a part of him for a particular purpose and uh, uh and, and so on and so forth. Um so very keen theological insight. Um and if if you uh if you know him, then you love him. So the books are full of flattery for Krishna um, and uh, well-reasoned. So um, so he is the avatari, the fountainhead of all avatars, but he descends into the world as an avatar, of course, as we know, along with Balaram. So it's really the kind of the Krishna-Balaram avatar. Krishna doesn't really go much of anywhere without Without Balaram in some form or another, right? Mm. Where Balaram serves him as a friend, as 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 a, as a elder, and as a servant as well, relative to the circumstances. Mm-hmm. Mm. So um, we come now to Krishna has uh, given Arjuna the opportunity to um, our to ask, well Krishna has spoken about yoga in such a way as to perk the interest of Arjuna what I'm teaching you is something that's ancient, it's been around for a very long time, it's not a newfangled teaching, so um, it has a great tradition to it, and uh, that's inspiring Hmm? lends credibility to the teaching and it stood the test of time and the time is pretty far back to the sun god whenever that was and um, at the same time, as I mentioned, I think, last night, this also creates some confusion in Arjun, that that's good, that it goes back a long time, but that you spoke it is a little bewildering. You're my friend. We grew up together. You weren't born, but, you know, at the same time I was, and you say that you spoke it to the sun god. So, what are you talking about, pal? This is a little confusing. Of course, it's not exactly like that, because... Arjun has submitted to himself as a disciple earlier on in the second chapter but um, um it's not that uh his that is totally at this point overwhelmed his his friendship after all um, um, um well just um, uh, just a just, a, just a, a short time ago he was calling a christian hey, get, you know Where's your chariot? You drive mine up in between the two armies. Let's see who's gathered here and so forth. Speaking intimately with him. After that, of course, he surrendered. I'm your disciple, but um, not to. Uh, it it doesn't. It doesn't seem to have caused um, his 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 friendship to recede to the background in the measure that it did in the eleventh. There does eleventh the chapter when Krishna shows the universe to be inside of him, and so on and so forth, right? So, um, okay, it's great, it's old teaching, but um, and you taught it, how could you have taught it? You know, you're just friends, and uh, I know about your birth, and you know about mine, and so forth. So this gives it Arjuna Krishna, the uh, Krishna's Arjuna's inquiry gives Krishna the opportunity to speak about his omniscience, his eternality, and so forth, and he did that very nicely, right? Introducing his Rupa Shakti into the picture, explaining how he comes under its influence into this world while remaining in control of the Maya Shakti at the same time, and all living beings. So, this is this is not an ordinary birth. Yes, the jiva takes birth again and again, many births it has had, and many births it has forgotten. Hmm. Many births are not worth remembering, that's another thing, so don't be too excited about the prospect of hypnotic past life regressions. Hmm. You probably weren't a king or a queen, and if you were, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> so, uh, but Krishna has remembered his previous lives, that's different, and he's teaching the gods, so he he's, must be divine. Given that he's divine, omniscient, eternal, the, the next uh, question in the mind of Arjuna is, what would you come here for? What, what are you doing in this world if you're so divine and omniscient and eternal, which, okay, I accept that you are. So what's the purpose of being here? So now he speaks in two verses, why he comes, where, when he comes, why he comes, what his purpose is. And these are, of course, some of the most famous verses um, from the Bhagavad-gita heartens all the devotees. Krishna says, "Yadaya dahi hi dharmasya glanir bhavati bharata abuttanama dharmasya tarat anam sri ham sadhunam vinashaya cadhuskritam dharmasam stapanartaya sambhavami juge juge bhagavān Shri Krishna ke jai. It Whenever and wherever. Hmm. I can go anywhere. And I can go whenever I want. That's the implication of yada yada, he. Certainly, I can go anywhere and I can go whenever I want. There's nothing in this world that binds me to come. Dharmasya, glanir, bhavati bharata. However, when there is a decline to whatever extent, that's his own determination, in Dharma, then I tend to appear. It's not that the Dharma decline is causing his de- uh, uh, appearance. That would be rather um, odd. Mm-hmm. Indeed, by adherence to Dharma, you cannot get him to appear in your life. Hmm. dharma here means the Varnashram dharma the social social religious moral codes system um that uh, uh, is in- enunciated in the sacred texts of the east of the of the hindus right um not a very well understood system and not in very good shape at the present moment in in kali yuga but again even if you are perfect in the execution of your dharma, hmm, Krishna is not forced to appear. The gods, the goddesses, who preside over all aspects of our life, you know, all of our psychology. Uh, you know, there is a goddess of sleep, Nidra. There is a go- goddess of waking. There is a goddess of air, breathing. Everything, goddess and god. This is a very Beautiful idea. It's an invitation to live in a very poetic world. It's very inviting, very comforting, very alive. Hmm? It brings everything to life. Hmm? And, of course, it's all about, ultimately, about consciousness, which is the only thing that's alive. Hmm? It keeps the biological affair functioning and, and so on and so forth. Right. Hmm? Uh, so, a very very beautiful world, uh, uh, full of what would appear in modern times to be superstitious and backward and uh, uh, oppressive. But if we look at the center of that, it's centered on the satisfaction of Vishnu and the idea of mukti, hmm? uh, transcendence, enlightenment. Life has a purpose. This is its purpose: to be enlightened, and to stop exploiting and start loving, so hmm, we we pay our obeisances to Madam Sleep, hmm, Mr. Breath, hmm, uh, and so on and so forth, and uh, and ingratitude is kind of the beginning of loving. Like we teach our children, say thank you, say please, okay, good. Now say thank you. All right, now you can have it. Right. So Varnashram is something like that. I often have compared it to being captured in the wild and put into a cage. Hmm. Yeah? Put something in no, no, say please. Okay. Thank you. Okay. You can have. It. And then after a little training, open the cage and let them come out, All right? Hmm. And and pursue the more. Hmm. All right so after dharma jignasu is complete inquiring in how to be how to be a morally sound human being hmm? um and arjuna was certainly that very morally stout then there's prospect for inquiring about the more the 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 more that looks like less hmm? right because dharma art and thomas is, is largely about acquisition and the pursuit of moksha is about letting go right but there's more in that less So, it's a very beautiful um, system. It's not very beautiful when you don't understand it. You only understand it partly. Even if you understand it fully, you couldn't put it in place because of the situation and conditions in the world, and so on and so forth. That's the problem we find in Kali Yuga. Otherwise, we have great respect for the Varnashram uh, system. It's very beautiful. Hmm. Um, But, the point is what? Full adherence to this level of spirituality, if you will, just, which was the beginning of the conversation between Roy Ramananda and Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Roy Ramananda, Ramananda, you may know in the, mouth, in the words of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is the is the Pandava Arjun of his Leela. Hmm? He was one of five brothers and their father, Babananda Roy. Mahaprabhu likened to Pandu, and the five Pandavas, and the brothers, and amongst them Ramananda Roy was Arjun. Hmm? So, this is why we look at Chaitanya Charitamrita and we see the roles are reversed. Here in the Gita, Krishna's is asking, Arjun's asking questions, Krishna is giving the answers. Chaitanya Charitamrita, in the conversation between Roy, Ramananda and Mahaprabhu, Krishna, Gore Krishna is asking the questions and Ramananda is answering as if Krishna is testing him in this next incarnation. What did you understand in that previous um, discussion? What did you get out of the Gita? Many things to be drawn from the Gita. What did you get? Well, if we look at Chaitanya we can find uh, Arjuna got it all. Hmm? And some of those secrets packed into the Gita are in these verses, for sure. These two verses, we'll have to get to that. Hmm? But Ramananda began, By saying, well, let's start at the beginning. And the essence of Mahaprabhu wanted to know what is the goal of life and how to attain it. He said, well, Varnashram. Hmm. And Mahaprabhu, of course, rejected that. Hmm. So, no, not by Varnashram, not by that kind of Dharma Hmm. Um, can life's aim be fulfilled. So this is uh, within the moral realm, Varnashram Dharma, and as I mentioned, for um, all of our movements, their gods and goddesses to appreciate and worship, venerate, and so on and so forth. And if we do so, then they're bound to reciprocate. That's their position. They're bound by the system to reciprocate. Uh, look at Brahma. You say, well, why did he give a blessing to Hranyakasipu? You know, like Hranyakasipu did the austerity and you know, whatever, the formula, and Brahma was bound. In Prahlad Nishinga Lila. then, of course, when Nishinga Dev kills uh, Hranyakasipu, all the gods and goddesses are there and they're afraid to. They see the fierce form of Nishinga and they're afraid to respond, they're afraid to talk, they're afraid to come forward. Because they, fear comes from material desire. That's what it comes from. They have, they preside over material desires. Hmm. Right. They fulfill them. Hmm. Hmm. So they're they're bound by the uh, sacrifices by which the scriptures enjoin they should be approached to do this or to do that and so on and so forth. But Krishna is independent. So Yadaiyadaki, like, be be sure of this. Be certain. He be sure. He can go anywhere. Why does he come? He he can do whatever he wants. It's one way of understanding. He's he's independent. He comes for his own purpose, purposeless purpose. We'll see what what that means. But but he does um, when there is a decline in 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 the dharma. Then he he tends to come. But it's not because of that's not drawing him. Like I said, even if you perfectly execute the dharma, you cannot get for Krishna. You cannot get even you cannot even get beginning footing in bhakti. Hmm? Only Bhakti can give bhakti. Only by sanga of bhaktas of of a good of, of substance can we get Shraddha in Bhakti and begin the path. Not by being a perfect varnashrami for a hundred lives. He said you can get the position of Brahma. Hmm? But you can't get faith in Bhakti. Hmm? And it's easier to get faith in bhakti than it is to become a Brahma. <laughs> That's very beautiful, right? Mm-hmm. To emphasize this point, at the end of his discourse on yoga, in, in the sixth chapter, this discourse ends, right? Mm-hmm. And right in the, the ending sloka is there, Arjuna poses a, a question about, a, as to what if I, you know, I'm kind of getting what you're saying here, you're saying, you're kind of hitting on this point from the beginning, to give up Dharma, give up the Varnashram, and to take up yoga. And you've talked about yoga in terms of controlling the mind, but my mind is reeling, and most minds are difficult to control. He gives an example. I think that controlling the mind, like you're talking about in yoga, is like trying to capture the wind, Good luck. Hmm? Even if you could capture the wind with a windmill, it might not blow. So, as the wind blows, so it's at its own, own course, right? <laughs> so, what if I forego the Dharma? Okay. And I take up yoga, but what if I'm not successful in yoga? Then I have given up the dharmic injunctions, take you in another path, and I'm not successful in that path, what's my position? What does Krishna say? He says, no, this bhakti that I'm talking to you about, this bhakti yoga is such that if you perform it imperfectly, you will go to heaven. Which is the goal of the Varnashram, to go to heaven. right, To get the best material, pious situation, long life, and this, uh, happiness, no distress and so forth. If you do yoga imperfectly, you can go there. And if you perfectly practice dharma, Varnashram, you, you you and you just if you if you if you get an A minus, you can't go there. If you get an A minus in Varnashram Dharma, you can't go there. The nature of the Dharma is you have to perform all these functions prescribe functions perfectly or you don't get any result the nature of bhakti is even if you perform it technically imperfectly because your heart's in the right place you get the result hmm. so he's really that that's the end there he's going really towards towards the efficacy of bhakti imperfect execution of bhakti hmm. you can go to heaven or you can be born in a vaishnava family and you pick up with a, with a, with a wind beneath your wings so to speak hmm. to go the next the next level so I don't come because I have to come because there's there's uh, there's um, corruption in the world but I do come it means in some form or another Krishna is completely independent, but he does have avatars like the Yuga avatars who come to establish the Dharma and the Yuga but he doesn't have to come for that. Hmm? But through his kalamsa, partial manifestation of himself, he may come. Yada yada hi glani yabhapati bhārata abhita nama dharmasyam tadatmanam So, also what is meant here is that um, my avatars are innumerable said in the Bhagavatam, they are asankhya, uncountable. We know that Krishna, at least from the Bhagavatam, in Puranas he appears to have manifest even in different species of life. So Bhakti Thakur, in one of his Gita commentaries, reasons well when he says, so it's not much of a stretch to think that he might appear in a different human culture. If he appears in India even as a boar. <laughs> even as a turtle, <laughs> then to appear in another culture outside of the Varnashram system hmm, and empower somebody to teach and exemplify the Dharma of those people where there's some bhakti, hmm, then hmm, this is the implication here. So Bhakti Manod moves from a very internal kind of gaudiya Hindu perspective, and give. And, and within the context of his Gotia's perspective, he becomes a perennialist here. And, 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 you know, you need to look at what he said there, at the time that he said it, hmm, and and what are the times now, and so forth, and look at some of these different traditions, and so we can appreciate them. And some uh, outside of our 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 own look at their saints and so forth, and um, and uh, the Jesus empowered, uh, I think Bhaktivedanta would look at him as some kind of Avesh, or perhaps Muhammad or something, I don't know much about him, but, or who knows, uh, there's the Baha'i faith or this faith or that faith, everybody's got a founder, Acharya, right, empowered. Hmm. So, Krishna, sometimes compared to like a vaiduryamani or a valuable jewel, that if you turn it one way or another way, you're going to see different facets, and those facets are innumerable. Hmm? Here's the Swayam Bhagavan speaking, and in a way he's speaking about all through all of his different parts and uh, uh, the different ways, I should say, in which he incarnates, appears, hmm? avatars, descends. and uh, He doesn't have to do everything personally. He's got his own personal life, and campaign and then um, there are uh, parts of himself that are just suited for that particular function Right? Mm-hmm. he says paritranaya sadunam, vina dharma samstapanarthaya yuge yuge this is the second of the two verses he goes on he said for the protection of the devotees for destroying the miscreants establishing dharma i come yuga after yuga mm-hmm. So now we want to understand this properly from the Godia perspective. It's kind of a continuation, obviously, of the of the previous verse. Hmm. I appear whenever I want, wherever I want. But if there's a decline in Dharma, I I I I I um, um, address that in some way. This is one way of um, looking at the verse. And I come for my devotees, right? And he says, I do away with the miscreants. And he says, I establish dharma. So we're back to establishing dharma. But we don't need Krishna to establish dharma. Again, this could be done by his Yuga avatar. Hmm? Or there's any number of ways that he could deal with demonic influences without personally having to come himself. And neither is he very inclined to do that kind of a thing. Hmm? Where he's giving miscreants prame, like Putana. Hmm? Prabhu Putana, Prabhu Putana. So, so we she's got a high position, right, as a nurse of, of Krishna. Hmm? Demons coming to Braj so, so one way to understand this verse is that I, of course, I come from my devotees. This is the main thing, right? Hmm? I come from my devotees to protect them. Well, what protection do they need? They've given up material life. Right? They've given up their lives, their bodies and minds for Krishna consciousness. So, they've already given up their bodies. They don't eat. They just honor Prashad. Right? They're, they're breathing only for you, so they're, they're just using the vehicle that they have. You're ready to step out of it at any time if service requires... So, so, so their protection again. I think we mentioned this earlier in our discussions. Their protection means that he comes to minister to their the pangs of their separation by which the, they are overwhelmed and they cannot bear uh, any longer. Any any other solution uh, to their problem is will not work. Only if Krishna appears, and of course he is is troubled as well, feeling their hearts, knowing knowing their, their their lifetimes of sadhana, what they went through, the sacrifices they made, the upsets that came in their lives, in their spiritual lives, the disappointments that they met with, even in other devotees, and so forth. And how nonetheless, they went on, and Krishna is remembering all these, knowing all these things. And with every hurdle that arises, for whatever reason... Hmm. They surmount it. They go forward, and, and and this is constantly pulling on Krishna's heart, pulling on his heart. These, you have to look at these things in this way. They come to in, give us an opportunity to endear ourselves again. The, the sadhana and siddhas get 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 an opportunity to have their love tested, and when it's gone, when it's passed that test, and uh, the Krishna has to come for them. That he has to come. For no other reason, he has to come. He's independent, but he's not independent of bhakti. He's controlled by bhakti. So this takes us to a whole other, other thing. We say the sutras. That the question is asked in the sutras that uh, it would appear that God is, is biased towards one group of people over another. It's because some people are born wealthy, some are born poor. Hmm. And the sutras say no. That's based on karma. And so the question arises then. Well. With the beginning before karma started, then he must have made some better off than others to make better choices. And they say, no, the sutas say no, there is no beginning to karma. Hmm? And having de- determined that Krishna has no uh, no bias, hmm? then the next adhikar and the next topic, it's related to the previous topic, but it's a new topic. It speaks about his bias, his bhakta hmm? He is not biased but he's controlled by the love of his devotees if you're controlled by someone then you can't be objective right? if a politician is controlled by some lobbyist, some corporation then his position of objectively representing the people and the interests of the country is, um, is compromised and Krishna is totally compromised It he says he's, he's totally unbiased the Ishwar, the Lord of the World, the Paramatma, hmm. Karma as an Adi, is talking about the world. Now we go to Krishna. Well, that's another thing. He's biased, you know. <laughs> He's biased to the love of his devotees. Of course, others could become devotees and capture his attention as well. That opportunity is made available to everyone. Right? Devotees are his his extension of his mercy, his Kripa Shakti. They are canvassing and so forth, but. That's the fact. That's love psychology. He is compromised, totally. Controlled by the love of his devotees. So for that, he has to come. So this is the ultimate reason for his appearance. Hmm. But he says, I also destroy the miscreants. I also um, establish dharma. So there is a way in which this verse can be taken to uh, attribute all those things directly to Swayam Bhagavan. Rather than to his yuga avatar or some other manifestation of himself, and that is that I come for my devotees, and in the context of coming for my devotees, and manifesting my brajlila on earth, my brajlila is perfect and undisturbed. But when you come to earth, it's manifest in a situation that's different, where there there are other elements. That just like the the Lila is sometimes compared to the sadaka deha. The sadhaka day is, is typically, excuse me, a work in progress. So, is made up of senses, as much as our senses are in touch with sense objects for the pleasure of Krishna, then it's spiritualized, as much as it's not, it's compromised, it's material, so we're, we're working on that, hmm? to spiritualize the body, hmm. to use our senses in relation to sense objects only for the pleasure of Krishna, that will create a different identity, this is, I mean, you don't have to go get your, you know, whatever. Siddha Pranali, it's a real simple thing. This is what you do. It's called yoga. This is bhakti yoga. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are things that can help, and we can take different tools, and at different times in the Sampradaya, different tools have been suggested and and, and implemented and, and, and so forth. But those are tools that may be helpful, They may be more helpful at a different time, a different circumstance. They're not like essentials. Here's the essentials. This is what it's about. Your mind and senses in touch with sense objects only for the pleasure of his That is called preem. And mind and senses in touch with sense objects for my own sense pleasure, myself being that imagined uh, identity, that is called calm. Hmm? They're similar, but they're, they're as different as night and day in reality. So when you bring your senses in touch with sense obviously only for the pleasure of Krishna as we do this, an identity forms around that just like you have an identity now forming around your material likes and dislikes and so forth so this is this is yoga so um, so the, the sadhaka deha is kind of this uh, mixture, right, of matter and the spirit so in some place, in um, the Bhagavad commentary, Vishwana Chakritaka, or I think in the beginning of the 10th canto, has also compared the Prakat leela, manifest leela in this world, to a Sadaka because there are other material elements there. There's Kamsa and his animosity, and and there are demons. They come into Braj. Hmm? Right? So, the situation, Krishna's bringing the leela for his devotees, but there are, there are some, it's not quite, it's not exactly like the apricot leela, where there are no such demons. Hmm? Demons, the Kashi demon becomes a pony that the, the, the Hakkawar boys ride on, and sura becomes a bull that moves around in a circle and grinds the cane into into sugar to offer to Krishna, right? Pulls carts and so forth, all tamed. Kaliya becomes a, also a carrier of Krishna. Hmm? takes the performs the leela, takes the Nagaputnis. Uh, scarves and makes a harness and rides him, hmm. uh, and so, which he offers in the Prakat leela. He offers if he ever if if Garuda sometime doesn't show up, call on me. I'll give you a ride. Hmm. He's the type of dasi Bhakta, ashrita, the sharanam type hmm. described by Rupa Goswami. So in the sharanam, as an ashrita taking shelter of Krishna, he makes this makes an offer. And according to Sanatana Goswami, Gopukumar saw it. In Aprakat. he took it off. Hmm. Krishna rode on the back of Kaliya. Startling. So here, there seems to be some adversity and problems. So, so who are these characters coming into the Braj? Who are they? Hmm. Krishna says in the Gita, uh, later on, about the divine and the demonic natures. He says that there are some 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 persons who are demonic, and I, as a result of that, the consequence of that is that I, through my material nature, put them in demonic wombs again and again and again. In the madhva sampradaya they take that to mean that there are some souls that will never get liberation because they're tamasic or rajasic souls, and they're perpetually born in, in demonic... Uh, uh, Lives, families, and only sattvic souls can be liberated. This is their idea. So we don't have that idea, right? Hmm? Sounds strange to you, doesn't it? Yeah. Surupa hmm. Anyway, it's a whole doctrine of of, of of um Madhva, and they get some support from that verse in the Gita. Well, Krishna says he places them in de- he says, Krishna says he places them demonic wombs again, life after life. Hmm. But what Krishna is saying here from the Bodhi point of view is some demons get so big that I have to deal with them, hmm? because nobody else can. Hmm? Nobody else can deal with them, and they come into brudge. Here, I try to bring my my situation in, into this world to, to pick up those longing for me, and these characters come in and try to cause some disturbance. So when they get that big, no one else can deal with them. Hmm? And I deal with them. And How do I deal with them? Like Putana, I make her a ne a nurse. Hmm? And I give them different types of liberation. Hmm? This is this is my, my nature. Hmm? So he deals with the demonic in this way, Kamsa. This is the John right? The big demon. Uh, had all these henchmen and women, one after another, he's sending them and sending them and ultimately Krishna of course dealt with him as well, his own uncle, right? So they reached that point. Hmm? Life after life, demonic wombs to the point where now the only recourse for them is Krishna himself. Kills them and he kills their subtle body, means their demonic tendencies. While David Bhusan has explained, then they see him in a different light for a moment and they get liberation. Whatever type he chooses to give. And this is one of the special qualities of Krishna that distinguishes him from all other avatars. Hmm? That those whose demons he slays, they get liberation. Doesn't happen with other avatars, according to Jeeva Goswami. So it's one of the unique qualities of Krishna that serves to further illustrate the point that he is different than everybody else. He is Swami Bhagavan. He can do things that nobody else can do. And Dharma. He establishes Dharma. Well, again. Does Krishna have to come to establish the Varnashram system? He says, just a couple of verses from now in the Bhagavad Gita, he says, Chatur Varnamaya Guna Karma Vibhagasaha. The next lines are more important, and I tend to forget them. "Tasya Kartaram Apimam Vidya Avayam. He says about the Varnashram Chatur Varnamaya Shrishtam. means. Creation. This darned Varnashram is my creation. This whole system, I created this. Hmm? And he says, but although I am Kartam, its maker, its author, hmm? I can't be I can't be found within it. I made it. I set it up. But I'm beyond it. Completely beyond it. So again, just by following varnashram, you're gonna get Krishna. You're gonna get Krishna praying. Right? So does he have to come okay, maybe he has to come and kill those demons in Braj as part of the Leela, right? And, which is which he's which is brought to the world for his devotees, but does he have to establish varnashram? Dharma? He doesn't say Varnashram Dharma in his verse. He says that Sambhavami Yuge Yuge, he says, Dharma samsapanataya, Sambhavami Yuge, I establish Dharma. So there is a kind of Dharma that only Krishna can establish. Then that's not Varnashram. What is that called? Yeah. Prema Dharma. Savaipum samparo dharma, bhakti the Bhagavatam weighs in very early on on this Is That is that second chapter, the first canto after the sage's initial questions. It's, it just keeps at it throughout the book. Bhakti transcends Varnashram, Bhakti transcends Varnashram, so forth. Savaipum sam parodharma, parodharma, prema dharma, a superior. Idea of dharma. Hmm. What is it constituted of? So, I some pro dharma yato bhakti adhoksaja. Bhakti to adhoksaja. He was adhoksaja. You can't get to transcendental destination just by being morally sound. If you fulfill the dharma jignasu and then start to inquire about brahman with a little bhakti, well, then you can get moksha, right? Hmm. But. Prema Dharma this is a very special thing and his verse says Dharma Sam Sapanartaya Sambhavami Yuge Yuge So what does that mean? Hmm? This is further evidence support our premise Krishna, yes, he must come for Prema Dharma. Goswami, how did he say it? Namo mahabodhanaya krishna prema pradayate krishnaya krishna cetana namne se maha only krishna can give krishna prema amongst avatars hmm? you think varaha can give radha prema can kurma give brahma prema or uh, radha prema <laughs> right uh, they're not even interested in that this is a unique quality of krishna he has four that are unique Hmm. Um. Venu madurya, rupa madurya, leela madurya, prema madurya, prema madhurya, madhurya, prem madhurya. Prem madhurya. Hmm. the sweet prema, sweet prema, especially reaches the pinnacle. It reaches the pinnacle in Gopi prema, rada Radha prema. Krishna is interested in this. This is he's totally captivated by this. No other avatar has is surrounded by, by. Um, uh, uh, this kind of this kind of prema. Yeah, there's a prema in Bhaikuntha that's a fact, there's one Lakshmi there hmm? she has a kind of prema for Narayan, but in Braj we have la- both quantitative and qualitative difference from Lakshmi Sahasra thousands of Lakshmis hmm? and manu, quantitatively more Lakshmis, and they're they're endowed with a particular quality, a certain type of serving disposition that Lakshmi could not adopt, hmm? and therefore was unsuccessful in her desire to enter the Rasa dance. It's a very special affair. Hmm? So no one can establish Prema Dharma but Krishna. That's why Rupa Goswami concluded You, sir, are Krishna. Hmm? Hiding from Trying to hide from me, Namo Mahabodhaya. This is your quality, your guna, your Mahabodhaya, most mag, the most magnanimous. Hmm. And there's a, why, Namo Mahabodhaya Krishna Prema Pradayate. Hmm. You're giving Krishna Prema. Hmm. Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Nam Negora Trisena hmm. Your In your name is Krishna Chaitanya. Hmm. Uh, your, your, your complexion is, is golden. You, you, he discovered him. He, he thought it out. We're wise, theological assessment. Hmm. You're giving Prem out like it's water. Krishna comes once in the day of Brahma. Gives it to those who have lived lifetimes yuga, over yugas of sadhana. And it, with nothing could get in their way. Hmm? Anything that got in their way just became impetus to go forward. Hmm? They went so far in their spiritual progress that they were offered mukti and turned it down. They said, now wait. Thanks, but I'll wait. They were offered by kuntha, like Gopakumar, and they turned it down. You can come now to by be free from all miseries. Take show, live at the feet of Narayan, right now. Whether we, you get Krishna prame and live in Braj, he can give it if he wants. If he doesn't want, he doesn't give it, and he rarely gives it. I'll give you prame now, of the Vakunta quality. Come. No, thank you, thank you, but no. Hmm. They said this. This, this person is going to pay attention to that kind of person. Hmm? Boy, this, he's crazy. <laughs> crazy person. Hmm? And I might not even, I, according to the scriptures, I may give, I may not give. That's up to me. Hmm? I'm not bound to even, but I am bound actually by that love. It's capturing me. Hmm? He says it's rarely given. Hmm? It's not that he doesn't give it. He only gives it rarely because if he gives it, he'll be captivated. He likes to be captivated. <laughs> He's not trying to avoid that. Hmm? But he gives it to those who, who really, really want it, who understand what it is. Hmm? People talk about wanting it, but they don't act accordingly. They really want it, really act accordingly. And uh, and they means that they've progressed through certain stages. Hmm? Their sadhana is not Anishta. Sometimes on, sometimes off. It's not like that. I'm not going to give them bhaf. Hmm? Sometimes they like me, sometimes they don't. <laughs> well, they always kind of like me, but they're a little soft. Hmm? How am I going to put them in next to my other devotees who are just spontaneously in love with me? It'll be a bad fit. So let them progress. They come to Nishta, Ruchi. Sakti. they have passed through so many stages now they only care about bhakti they are partic- focused in uh, on the, the, the particular form of Krishna that corresponds with the ruchi that they have as 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 Krishna the cowherder as Krishna the, the son of the soul as Krishna the lover of, of the gopis as Mahaprabhu said hainam oh, eva very humbly he said hmm. Oh, I want to live in the house like a like a speck of dust in the house of Nanda Maharaj, hmm. Hmm. and ultimately become a maid servant, Krishna, hmm. following the example of Radha, a maid servant of Radha, for that matter. Of course, that's our perspective. Mahaprabhu wanted to become like Radha. His position is a little different, and so then at this stage Asakti. In Asakti, eh, earlier in Nishtha. Mm. The mind goes off, and we bring it back. Mind goes, we bring it back. Mind, bring. It doesn't go off, keeping it focused with some effort. Mm. In Asakti, the mind goes off to Krishna. Can't, bring, Can't stay focused on the, the duties at hand. My mind is going off. anything like a crazy person. Mind is going off to cra- Krishna. Can't. Live in the world. He can't live in the world anymore. He's become dysfunctional. Hmm? He has entered the world of bhava, the world of spiritual emotion, hmm? start to get his footing there. So rarely Krishna gives it, hmm? but he, he, won't, he wants to give it. Hmm? But you could get indeed. Yeah, you could get the the, the prem of Maikunta much more readily. There's some form of praying. The lower forms of praying there so you could get very very easily comparatively. But no, they don't take it. Those devotees. They've had good association, they've been what can they do? They've been influenced by this ideal. They know they have no qualification for it, but this is what they want. That means a lot. Hmm. Because your ideal is what you will become. And that's how Krishna will look at you. Oh, they want that, hmm. and they still want it. He's still there, and he still wants that. Hmm. This will draw his his attention. Hmm. So he comes for them. This is Krishna. Okay, he's not giving out prema like it's water. He's giving it to people who are very qualified, who cannot live in the world any more, in separation from him. Hmm nothing will will appease them anymore and nothing short of his own appearance in their life he appears in their life (sighs) like the Panchatattva performing Sankirtan shows himself as Radha and Krishna and they die and take birth in the Brajlila from a gopi in the Prakatlila So Krishna's not, He comes to this world to give out prema, but he's not giving it out like water, right? What, what was the discovery of Rupa Goswami? The Krishna prema pradaite, Krishnaaya, Krishna chaitanyaamne gauratrisai You are you are Krishna because only Krishna can give Krishna prema. Mm. He, only he can give the prema dharma, so he comes for that. But you're different from him. In that they're giving it out like water to, un- to anybody and everywhere, unqualified people. You're, you're, he, there's so many examples. He personally blessed so many people in his presence, and then in his disappearance, still the movement is blessing so many people and bringing it giving them a taste for this this ideal of pram dharma and they can't let go of it. They have to keep 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 pursuing. So this he, this, this Gaur Krishna, very very special. Some people doubt him. Mm. There is no Kali Yuga avatar. Krishna is called, R- Vishnu is known in the Vishnu Sahasranam, the thousand names of, of Vishnu, as Triyuga, dummy. Mm. He only appeared. that's what Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya said to his brother in law, you dumbbell. Mm. Krishna is Triyuga, Vishnu is Triyuga, and you're saying, it's kaliyuga, and you're saying, this is Krishna? I mean, he's a nice boy. I'm attracted to him, but that he's hes God, and more than that, he's Krishna? Hmm. I don't think so. Hmm. Uh, you're nice. You've got a, that soft Bengali heart. He told his brother-in-law, Gopinath but I'm a little sober. I'm very sober. That's Sarvabhan Bhattacharya, <laughs> the greatest logician in all of India. Hmm? And they know he used to teach young sannyasis Vedanta to strengthen their their knowledge so that they could have power and force to deal with the forces of the world that they were turning against. They had made revolution. Revolution. Bernie Sanders should join us. Join the, you don't know who, he, join the revolution, Bernie, it's over here. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> the real revolution. This is a powerful thing. I mean, this is a good example because in the time of Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, in the world today, the political climate is, is, is um, something that it's difficult to avoid. Hmm. I mean, right uh, south of us, the whole Amazon is burning up and the president of Brazil says, tough, too bad, I'm burning it up because I'm going to start businesses there. Bring income. Hmm? And Europe may criticize, let them criticize. This is my country. I'll do what I want here. Hmm? But the world is suffocating. Hmm? The world long, it's it's, it's a big thing, big topic. Uh, The Amazon fires, right? But the the, the president has his protectionist, non-environmental, believe in global warming type perspective and let it burn. Hmm? So, this is just you know one example and the political administration in the United States is like never seen anything like that before it's so so bizarre so it's just shocking guy just like making it up as he goes along kind of a thing right so it's hard not to you know hear something about it have some thoughts about it to avoid it imagine this is my point in India In around 1930 hmm, to 1940 hmm, what's on the mind of every young man in particular young girls too hmm, who are a little bit educated Gandhi's movement Swaraj liberation revolution we're going to revolt against the Raj the British Empire it's all over the world the and, and Bharat hmm, is is a is a good portion of it. And they've ruled over us for two hundred years and as Bernie says, Enough is enough. Hmm? He wants political revolution, said, we want to take it to a higher level, Bernie. You should join us. Hmm? Enough is enough, they said. And Gandhi barefoot, hmm, walking to the ocean and doing his protests, leading his marches. Holding his fasts and, and 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 nonviolence ahimsa the power of nonviolence hmm? one politician in, in in the United States called for a policy that United States will not will make a commitment to not um, initiate an initial nuclear strike. Only if they are striked will they initiate back. This is a commitment we should make, she said. Hmm? And I, I saw it, and then some people were complaining, eh, she's crazy, you know, we're going to let that go? you know. We're going to wait for somebody to bomb us before we're going to bomb them? You know? hmm? So I actually responded, I couldn't take it. I said, you don't understand the power of Himsa, so. look at India. Hmm? There's such power in that. This Such a prominent nation makes such a commitment how that intimidating that is to every other country. There's such power in that. And many, many people said, they like that. So, it was a, was a good comment. Apparently, <laughs> every now and then, I enter the world. <laughs> so, the point I'm making is what? That in in India, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was saying, the real revolution, boys and girls, is, with, is here with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, And they gave up A.C. Bhaktivedanta, it was Abhicharan Day, mm. and Ramananda—was it? Was his name Ramananda? Mm. Yeah. Ramendra, Ramendra, Ramendra Chandra. This is Sridhar Maharaj's secular name. Propat's birth, their birth names, I should say. Abai these boys, hmm? young men—they were taken, both of them by their own admission, by Gandhi's movement in meeting Bhakti Siddhanta they turned away, how to t- turn away from that, it's such a powerful influence to turn towards higher idea of Swaraj, of liberation. Hmm. So much higher, so much more real, hmm. it was the power of Bhakti preaching. This is one of the things about his preaching that it needs to be understood. While other sadhus were there and Gauri Vaishnavism was in some ways uh, Subject to a lot of misrepresentation and a lack of respect in its homeland in Bengal Still there were some sadhus and real devotees and you know people were joining, but Bhakti Siddhartha was bringing college boys and girls hmm, Educated people was capturing them. Hmm for the mission. This is they, 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 they had heard the other side so to speak they were in heard that information and, and so and and he took them. powerful hmm, revolution. So, so I was making the point that Bhattacharya Sarabhoma, he used to educate young boys who had revolted from a gyan perspective, giving up the world. I'll go naked. Hmm. And I won't, and I'll, of course, the gyan means kind of like shutting down the senses, so to speak. So he would educate them in Vedanta to try to give them strength of reasoning to maintain their vows such as his commitment so he was a sober guy so when his brother-in-law said he is Krishna when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to Puri you sentimental Bengalis you know are nice people but we follow Shastra here Mm. Vishnu only appears in three yugas because his name is Triyuga well good old Sarvabhama was soon to be enlightened, and Gopinath actually knew the Shastras pretty well. So uh, I once was giving a lecture, and there was this young fellow in the audience who was affiliated with another yoga ashram. And um, after he said, you know, for a a bhakti, you sure got a lot of janana. For a bhakti, you sure got a lot of janana. He meant gan. Ah, okay, okay. I said, "Banana? We've got bananas." No, no. So he said, "In our ashram, o- only the ladies are bhaktis hmm? for the guru." Okay, well, we got a different ashram over here. <laughs> our ashram's a little different. Yes, it's bhakti veranda There's a head to our heart, right? It's it's well reasoned kind of love. Hmm? So Sarvabhauma was able to make a case. Where would he go? The knowledge of sarabha of scripture was vast, but a couple of verses in the Bhagavatam he apparently overlooked. Chanakalo, it said in the seventh canto by Prahlad. Hmm? Oh, Krishna comes in a hidden way in Kali Yuga. He's known as Tri Yuga, verse says, but a hidden way he comes. Hmm? Hidden. Hmm? So the point is what? This verse is talking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. It's talking about Krishna, yes, but also talking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, very important Gaudiya verse. How? Because it says, Sambhavami, Yuge, Yuge. I come to protect my devotees from the pang of their separation, Hmm. to deal with these big, big miscreants and give them mukti, and give wise people like Uddhava a reason to say, "Who in the right mind would worship anybody other than Krishna?" If you try to poison him, dressed like a devotee, he'll, he'll give you eternal vatsalya. He's so extraordinary, so so merciful, hmm? and and he comes to establish dharma. What kind of um, this kind of prema dharma hmm? that no other avatar is even interested in or has a- a- access to? varaha uh, is not interested in the Brahmavali. But Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is before. He must be Krishna. Wow! Hmm? This is Rupa Goswami. <laughs> you must be Krishna. Hmm? No one is interested in Krishna print, and, and you're giving the and not only that, but you're giving it out, which he gave out very cautiously, like water, widely. Hmm? But he only comes in three yugas. Not according to Bhagavad Gita, yuga, yuga, hmm? yuga after yuga. Hmm? I come. Hmm? It means in every yuga I come. Hmm? So I come in the Dwarpa yuga Satya-yuga, treta yuga and I also come in the Kali-yuga hmm? in hidden form. And when I come as Krishna, once in the day of Brahma, in my extended encore appearance, hmm? I give praying freely as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sambhava-me, duge, So... In this way, we uh, uh, the more we talk about Krishna, we are going to have to come around to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? Uh, this is inevitable. The two are one. God Krishna and Krishna. Krishna and and, and Krishna's leela is if there's anything that um, well, Krishna's clever, so he cannot repay the gopis for their love. Hmm? He doesn't have the capacity to reciprocate in kind, but he manifests the gaur lila, and that is the Leela in which the gopis' love for Krishna is broadcast all over the world. You now, it'll be very difficult not to, not to understand properly, or to even to know or to know about the gopis' love for Krishna, such a hidden thing that by its very nature it disguises itself. It doesn't look like prame. It looks like kama. Hmm? Well, I will come and I'll straighten the whole world out on this. I hmm? will make it clear to the whole world what what is Gopi prame. I worship it, hmm? Hmm. and that is the, the, the heart the heartbeat, the very heartbeat of this Dharma, So, no one can do that but me. So, in this way, these verses and everything that Krishna is talking about doing in them. Hmm? pertain to Him if we understand them from the point of view of Swayam Bhagavan speaking hmm? to His friend Arjuna, Bhagavanji Krishna, Kijai, Krishna me. Kijai. Hmm? I should say, of course, that as well as I have been that Krishna's coming for the separation experienced by his sadhikas, and also hmm, at the same time he manifests his Prakat Leela in the world hmm, and obviously his elders have to appear first. Nanda, Yashoda, right? Now Nanda and Yashoda they were very old when Krishna was born. So this Leela was manifest maybe fifty years in progress before Krishna appeared within the lila. Hmm. Understand? His elders appeared, and Jamuna, Govardhan moved in, sat himself down there. Story for that, and so and so on. Uh, everything set up, hmm. and so the. I want to say that the, the Nidja Siddhas are showing by their very example. The way to union is through separation. Hmm? Through separation. So the brudge, such a beautiful place. Everything so harmonious. Hmm? Nothing lacking there. Hmm? Of course, before Krishna came, there were no demons coming, causing problems. Hmm? Living happily, but there was a a, a problem in everyone's heart and the more the time went on the larger the problem became and that is the what Nanda Maharaj doesn't have a son Nanda Maharaj and Queen Yashoda they have no son, no heir to the throne hmm? so their pangs of separation hmm, is also then causing Krishna to manifest so they are teaching us that through separation we will have the union It was Purnamasi who came at that time on the scene from Mathura, disciple of Narada, with her, must-be grandson, Badamangal, sidekick, and uh, told the inhabitants, soon Mother Yasoda will give birth to a son. She is a mystic. So she gave some relief to everyone and now the leela takes on uh, really coming forward right mm-hmm. at that time as we said on uh, baldi porname then late in the pregnancy of Yashoda, comes rohini on horseback bearing balaram within her womb the two mothers bond both being um, uh, closely connected uh, Nanda nandimaraj is the, is a the brother of um, of vasudev half-brother, and uh, the husband of, of Rohini. So, uh, a good place for Rohini to come and stay and avoid the, the atrocities of Kamsa and so forth. And, of course, the background to that is 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 very nicely brought out and in, uh, in uh, Gopal Champu. I've never seen it uh, more beautifully uh, explained. Nanda and Yashoda's plight year after year, wanting to have a son, and not being successful. And at some point in all of this, Nanda felt obliged to explain himself to his wife, and of course he said, the problem I'm having is that every time I think of conceiving a son, then I get this vision of what my son should be like. And he's so beautiful and so charming and so qualified that he exceeds the qualities and the beauty of Narayan, of God, and then I get disappointed because I think I'm crazy. I, I want a son that's more beautiful than God, and so I I I I desist, mm-hmm. and that's the problem that we're having. And she says, "Well, that's the same problem I'm having. That's why I've never asked. <laughs> you know." So I think of having a son, and then mm-hmm. so then they have shared. Notes, right? Mm-hmm. So, what to do? So, well, let take shelter of our God, Narayan. He presides in their house as the Shalagram Narasingha. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you see this in the Shringas, he's a special avatar. He's intricately uh, intertwined with Krishna Leela and Gaur like no other avatar. Mm-hmm. Very special face of, of Bhagwan. Mm-hmm. So, they're worshipping him and uh, they take up a, a vow for one year, some type of vrat. So the, the implication is that they, for one year, they performed austerities, controlled their senses beyond what the normal Vaishnava and Dharmic life requires hmm? with a view to get a blessing from Narayan to resolve situation kind of like we're offensive we're thinking having a son more beautiful than, than you god please forgive us and uh, you know we'll perform this for and maybe be kind of let us have a son uh, and res- resolve our, our our dilemma so of course Narayan appears in a dream to them and, and says them um, you have my you have my blessing and and so forth and then that very very controlled Yashoda hmm? And started to lose control of her senses. And of course, she wanted more milk sweets, and more ladus, and so forth. So that uh, that uh, the big eater, the taster, Rasika, he's Rasa and he's Rasika, had taken shelter of her room in Braj. This is the Braj Leela, right? We talked a little bit about the Matura Leela. Hmm? So in the Brajlila, uh, maturely, Krishna's, in one sense, from the Gaudi perspective, is not really born there because who's born with four arms, helmet and all that, right? Nobody. So that's some, some other kind of special divine manifestation. It's not a birth. But in Brajji, actually takes birth. Mother Yasoda passes out. The nursemaid knows hmm, that the son has been born. Of course, a daughter was born as well, according to the Bhagavatam. studied the language very closely. And that daughter was exchanged for Vasudev Krishna or Mathuraish Krishna, who then merged back into Nandanandan Krishna. And the daughter being gone, Mother Yasoda woke to the male child. And the nurse maid went and informed Nanda Maharaj just by her body language. He could tell, and that's a story to tell tomorrow on the Nandotsava, Srinandotsava Vijaya. So this is the Janmashtami, but Krishna is not actually born this day. He's born tomorrow at midnight, right? So we will celebrate it tomorrow. <laughs> this is the build-up. Right? Maharaj made, made the point to Jiva Goswami the other day that Jiva Goswami said that Krishna in Mathura was born before Krishna Braj was born. So in that respect, today's a Janmashtami. Nanda Krishna was born before midnight, apparently. A minute or so, hmm. at least. So we fast on the Vishnu days. Hmm. Everybody else, you can ask them, why are you fasting on Vishnu's birthday today when it's tomorrow? We have reason because Nanda Krishna was born today. We could argue like that. Nobody else will argue like that, I'm sure. And so, any question? What's the time? Uh, six, 20. Question. Yes. No, that's not what I wrote that in that. I wrote that in the second verse, the commentary, the second verse of the fourth chapter, where Krishna is talking about the Parampara. And he says, when the Parampara, my Parampara, Guru Parampara is broken, then I manifest to restore it. So, but it, of course it, it may be by manifesting a Bhaktivinoda. Right? Mm-hmm. He takes pleasure in highlighting the status of his devotees. So he may cause the decline to better, uh, in order to uh, to bring out the glory of another devotee, it's possible because he is time. So that's how I commented. Mm. Yes, Marsha? Something connected to what you mentioned in the morning. <clears throat> When you up, spoke about Gaya and uh, Krishna mantra and Krishna Nathan's two circles. Yeah. And you say that Krishna mantra which steals for Sidra. Right? So I, I conclude that Krishna, as you said, enters into Golok and in the Vastu Siddhi if you will. So when when Chaitanya Chaitanya says Krishna Mantra, Hai Samsara Mochan, that samsara mochan, that liberation from Samsara will mean a special type of liberation in the context of Mm-hmm. samsara mochan yes means for, for in gaudi it means bhava mm-hmm. hmm? so yeah, the perfection of bhava is is, is siddhi mm-hmm. hmm? so uh, samsara mochan means that by the Krishna mantra you can attain samsara mochan overcoming samsara now the ordinary understanding this Mar is saying of samsara Mochan is well you you end the cycle of birth and death hmm? but for Gaudi, is some ending samsara. Involves ending the cycle of birth and death. Well, let's say for the jnani, samsara mochan means your parabdha karma ends, so your body dies, you attain freedom from samsara, you obtain mukti. Hmm? For Gaudias, their karma is removed earlier on even, in their parabdha karma. Hmm? and in different stages, um, which Gn unto itself has no capacity to remove any of. So we say bhakti has the power to remove parabdha karma that's already manifest. Hmm? doesn't mean it does it all, removes it all at the same time. It removes certain parabdha karma that enables you to practice so that it won't get in your way and hmm. so forth. And um, and there are different degrees to which it removes parabdha karma relative to the stage of uh, progress that you're on, nista ruchi, Asakti and so forth. So when we come to Asakti and now enter into bhava then the influence of karma is eradicated. That's why the only thing that can catch you there is Vaishnava Because Vaishnava is spiritual. Karma is material. You understand? So the material problems are solved, but if you create a spiritual problem in the past, the reaction for which has not been resolved yet, it can, that reaction can carry into bhava. Hmm? So the sins of the flesh and the sins of the soul. I think Anantarasa Babaji gave that nice example in his Madhurya Kadambini. Hmm? Sins of the flesh, sins of the soul. So, karma means sins of the flesh. So, bhava means this this flesh has been spiritualized, right? The devotee, his is antakarn, his subtle body, at least, is is captured by the surup Shakti, it's the Vasudeva state and so then now, in a serious way, his body his material body physical body is becoming spiritualized Dajvim-prakati-mashrita, running on a different fuel, not under the under the on the exhaust fumes of karma right so for the for the jnani again, Prabda karma finishes by playing itself out and it gets released from samsara. For the devotee and godi of Vaishnavism in particular now, he, the karma is finished, he attains bhava, and now he remains in the world in the bhava state in order to turn the bhava into prema. So we have sadhana bhakti, then we have bhava bhakti, then we have prema bhakti. So he has more work to do because his work is not just leaving the karma. His hmm? he's, he's developing love for Krishna, so he so he cultivates that uh, love of Krishna. That bhava is the, is like a is a ray of the sun of Prem hmm? and by by cultivating that, uh, the bhava thickens and it turns into sometimes referred to the stage Surup Siddhi so he has perfected the bhava deha the body, internal body constituted of bhava. And thus in his her meditation, there's two things about this. In bhakti, there is Lila Smarnam and then there's Lila Seva. Lila Seva is requires much more advancement than Lila Smaranam. So you can you can hear the Leelas of Krishna, for example, uh Astaka of Krishna, you can hear it, and then you can try to think about it, meditate on it, fix your mind on it, so forth. Um but then in the context of doing that to have seva, that's another thing. To know how you can oh, I can here I can offer this, I can do this. And that that starts to manifest. So that's for very advanced devotees. Mm. That's an aspect of Ragnuga Bhakti. Raghunuga Bhakti involves this this uh, this hearing hmm, that I'm talking about. It involves serving with the Sadaka Deha in, in the ways in which we see the Goswamis did and serving in the Siddha Deha. And it involves uh, incorporating all the practices of Abhadi Bhakti hmm? into your life, as you know, with a view to attain Braj Prem. That's, that's basically what Rupa Goswami says about it. So, anyway, Lila Seva, that is a fully developed idea within Bhava. So, when that's fully developed, then then Samsara Motion. Now you're going to leave the world. You left the world already, but you're still in it. Hmm? But um, from there, and praying, right? So, um, given, you know, the, I mean, we talked a little bit about the, the the Diksha Mantra, um, it it is, in the dative case, it is about submission, and so forth, and Saranagati, and Saha, and so forth, and that is complete in the stage of bhava. hmm? So you could say, well, it retires at that time. hmm? But, um, um in 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 my experience bhava bhaktis continue to chant their diksha mantra even in bhava hmm? um in Kam Gayatri and, uh, and so forth which this is, is, is um, uh, very instrumental let us say in 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 uh, delivering us to a very fine and focused conception of nam. Hmm? So, so. You understand? So Mars is asking about the circle within the circle. The larger circle being Krishna nam reaches higher, reaches lower. When you become qualified by the nam, you can take up the enter in the circle of the Diksha mantra. But it only goes so high. How high does it go? Where is the efficacy of the mantra reach? Chaitanya Charitamrita says Mochan." it delivers one. Mm-hmm. And Nam takes one to the feet of Krishna. Mm-hmm. So somewhere in Bhava. Mm-hmm. We see that Gopu Kumar chanted his mantra all the way up to Dwarka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. he wasn't in samsara anymore hmm? he, he, he went all the way to Baikuntha and Dwarka, and he's chanting his mantra and then he had a final step to go hmm? and Nard who was a Siksha guru brought in an assistant Siksha guru in the form of Udhava because Udhava was very familiar with the Braj having been sent there by Krishna and experienced it and this is this is that this is the destiny because of his bhakti samskars scars of Kumara. so Uddhava said you need to go from here dwarka back to earth to braj and there you should do nam kirtan and lelas marnam hmm? and in that sec- sec- section we don't find him chanting his mantra anymore he's doing nam Smarnam, na- nam of his favorite names and Lilas marnum, then it gets transported to, to uh, to Goloka to the Uppercut. What else? Anything else? Yes. Of fortune enjoys the association of Krishna through the gopis, one should not differentiate between the forms of the Lord for such a conception of offenses. So, so, so what was this? Because we do differentiate. So, in what way can we do that without being offensive? And this is uh, where at the end of the discussion? Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, that statement is made to help to prevent us from having a material conception. We do distinguish between, and they are different, the the preem of Lakshmi and that of Radha, but it is Radha, a form of Radha, hmm, tasting that prame. So, you know, we see it that way and we have full respect for Lakshmi, but we have to distinguish at the same time if we want to attain the uh, prame of of Braj. Radha prem Radha bhav we would distinguish in terms of the path and the approach and, and obviously the prana's make it clear that she couldn't she couldn't go there so she couldn't go there but that doesn't make her bad hmm. well, we don't like Lakshmi uh, nothing like that no hmm. she couldn't go there because she is a particular manifestation of the swayamshakti radha and that's the point that's being made hmm. So you you if you if you if you you have to you can't miss you got to get the whole picture. Hmm? Is Radha in a different bhava. Therefore, in that bhava, she couldn't dance with the with 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 with, with Krishna and the gopis. Hmm? We differentiate in that way, but we don't differentiate in such a way as to dismiss or diminish the position of Lakshmi. We we hold that high over our heads hmm? with the greatest regard, As we do for Narayan, hmm. and we see that in the person of Kumar and it's not Prabhu's Bhagavatamrita. and Lakshmi is very affectionate to him, also. Hmm. Right? How could he not like her? Right? So, there is a and this is this is a kind of a cautionary word on the part of Krishna das because we're in a very um, delicate kind of territory. Hmm. Distinguishing between Narayan and Krishna, between Lakshmi and, and Radha and, 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 and gopis. And this is what goes on in the material world, making these distinctions and so forth. Hmm? So, Nathan Prabhu states in Brihad in, in, um, Bhagavatamrita that, that these distinctions are only made in the material world for the sake of preaching. They don't exist in the spiritual world. In other words, they're not an issue. They're not here for preaching and distinguishing between. Do you want to go to Vaikuntha or you want to go to Golok? There are different opportunities, the different paths, the different um, teachings that are each uh, good, bona fide, hmm? different types of perfection, and so forth. We made the distinction and comparison, but it's a delicate area when you do that, and the delicacy is that the, the tendency is, is this is better than that, so that's bad. That's you know our material tendency. This one's good, therefore that one must be bad. But they're all good. But this one is perfect and that one's more perfect. No, they're both absolutely perfect in that world. They're absolutely perfect. All the bhavas are absolutely perfect for those devotees. You know, it's hard to, like, well, obviously, actually, the br- brudge bhavas is bad, right? No, it's not, we say it is, but we're those kind of devotees, so we say ours is best here. Mm-hmm. But there, there's no such distinction. Mm-hmm. So we have to, a cautionary word will be there, and it's a good place that he's placed that. And we, I found, probably doing that at different times as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so to, to caution his devotees, the so same thing with the devotees. I think Chaitanya to make, makes a statement. To distinguish one devotee is better than another devotee, this is um, not a good policy. Hmm? They have their all have their different bhav and different preem and they're all perfect in the eyes i eye, i eye, eyes of their Ishta. They're their, their 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 God. Hmm? And their God is your God. So that's what it means. Hmm? Lakshmadevi Devi ki I am <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Narayan has they celebrate John Mastami and Bhaykuntha also. On hmm. the day of John Narayan manifests some semblance of the Brajlila, which cowherds, Gopis manifest and all the inhabitants of Baikunta treated. So, janmasthami to me, mean, he's showing this this face, very charming. Hmm. Of course, it's not anything you can enter into, anything like that. God is Narayan. He does those things. But who are those people? When Gopal Kumar saw that in Vaikuntha, he couldn't quite capture him. It was a semblance, really, of the actual Vajralila, which Mahaprabhu is giving to us, opening the doors to. Sriman Mahaprabhu okay, Ke Jai. Alright, so what's next? arti Aarti Ke okay, Jai. Krishna me Ke okay, Jai. Gaur Premanandi.